You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Game Changers Clinical Conversations. I am your host, Jeff Wall, Professor of Pharmacy Practice at Drake University and Internal Medicine Clinical Pharmacist at Iowa Methodist Medical Center. Uh, welcome, and uh, hopefully, uh, if this is your first time listening to us, again, a big welcome. If you're a, a frequent listener, uh, welcome even some more. Uh, we appreciate you guys taking time and, and, and listening to what I hope is a, is a pretty quick and both informative and entertaining way to look at, at the latest information on pharmacotherapy. Uh, to that end, if you do like us, please, I uh, always say every week, head on over to uh, uh, the CE Impact, who who sponsors this program, and uh, uh, take a look at all the great programs they have. Not just us, but you can sign up for I think a very reasonable fee and and, and get yeah, CE every time you you listen to me yammer on the phone, uh, yammer on this while you're driving along or whatever. So that, that's I think is pretty good. But they also have many many other excellent CE programs, very affordable, very timely, uh, highest level quality. So so just give them a shot. Also, uh, you know wherever uh, you like your or get your your uh, podcasts, please get over and like us and subscribe and tell all your friends. We can get more and more people listening to Game Changers. I actually, uh, I, I uh, am a, a lurker on the uh, pharma- uh, pharmacy Reddit sub uh, subreddit, and uh, someone actually called us out in that. So, uh, so as as a, as a good podcast to listen to, I was I was very pleased about that. So today we're going to talk about uh, a, a study that that uh, yes has nothing to do with COVID. Thank goodness, uh, actually, uh, but so it garnered quite a bit of inf- uh, interest in the cardiology world. World, and that was the Samson study that was uh, just published uh, not even a couple of weeks ago now in the New England Journal of Medicine. And uh, I think it's it's of critical importance to uh, any uh, uh, clinician who deals with statin therapy. And, and I think in particular for community pharmacists, uh, this is a pretty interesting study to read because this study kind of talks about the nocebo effect. And you may or may not have heard of the nocebo effect before. Um, I, I'll be honest, I you know, I kind of heard it on and off over the years and I had to kind of sit down and, and read some more about it. But remember, you know, we all know what the placebo effect is, right? The placebo, the placebo effect is is when someone has a positive effect to a, a a treatment that shouldn't have that effect, right? So, you know, a sugar pill or something along those lines. Well, the well, the nocebo effect, as you might guess, is the exact opposite. You have a negative effect from a treatment that shouldn't expect to have a negative effect. So, uh, a nocebo effect is when somebody has a, an adverse effect uh, based on the fact that that uh, that uh, on on what should be a, a, a basically a non-active drug that shouldn't cause either good or bad things, basically. And um, it's been reported extensively in the literature. And, you know, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about it. People suspect that it's psychogenic, but, you know, again, it can actually induce measurable changes in the body. So it isn't one of those things where it's just in everybody's head. It's just the nocebo effect, again, really calls into sharp relief the complex interplay between what we think and what our brains do and what happens in the body. So, I mean, you can absolutely have a a measurable change in effect, for example, a lower blood pressure or something along those lines in someone who is who's given a sugar pill but told that that sugar pill might cause their blood pressure to go down. Their blood pressure will literally go down even though the, there's no pharmacologic reason why that would happen when you're giving somebody a sugar pill. So that's kind of what the nocebo effect is. And the Samson study did uh, had, is a very interesting design in trying to figure out what is the nocebo effect with muscle uh, uh, side effects with statins. So the study itself 
itself was was interesting. Um, it was a study done in the UK and in, in several sites in the UK. Inclusion criteria had to be an adult, and these were uh, the patients they looked at were all patients who had previously taken one or more statin. So they had some indication for being on a statin in the past. They took it, and then they stopped the statin within two weeks because of uh, perceived side effects. And that was two critical things. They had to stop the statin because of perceived side effects, and it had to be within two weeks of them starting on the drug. And um, they didn't have to have, uh, you know, uh, they didn't have to immediately write down what their immediate indication for the statin was, though the majority of these patients were actually taking it for primary uh, uh, prevention, not secondary prevention. They excluded people who uh, had chronic pain, people had severe mental illness, because it might be difficult for them to, to, to deal with, with the study, uh, patients taking other drugs that might interact with, with, with the statin, because uh, again, some patients, they get statin in the study. And then anyone who had confirmed uh, severe serious side effects like anaphylaxis or actually rhabdomyolysis. And remember that many patients may complain of muscle pain or soreness, but only a very, very, very small percentage of patients actually develop true myopathy, where they've developed damage to their to their uh, muscles, and it leads to rhabdomyolysis. And then, of course, anyone who had uh, uh, LFT abnormalities or liver damage from statins, um, and then patients, of course, who were pregnant and breastfeeding who should be taking statins in the first place. So, so that's that was kind of the inclusion and in, in, in inclusion of the study. And then what they actually did in the study again was 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 quite interesting. What they did was uh, they uh, to kind of test this this no this nocebo effect. Uh, what they did is they randomized these patients to uh, receive four bottles. So they got four uh, bottles of, of of medication that those bottles could either contain a torvastatin twenty milligrams. They could either uh, contain placebo. They could either be completely empty, so they had nothing in them, and that, and 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 then basically they were going to be they were going to take the the either the placebo, the drug, or nothing because they had nothing to take for a one month period. Everyone in the study was then given a smartphone if they didn't already have one, or if they did have a smartphone, they were given an app for their smartphone where they were asked to to report symptoms associated with muscle problems um, and the intensity of that symptom daily. And the, the symptom scores ranged from zero no symptoms to 100 worst imaginable symptoms. And if if they discontinued the tablets, they just needed they could do that in the study too, and they just had to note that in 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 their app as in, in the app as well that they had stopped taking the medication because of intolerable side effects. So again, kind of interesting, you know, the, the, uh, you had not only a placebo control, but, but you had kind of a, 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 a nocebo control, if you will, because the, there was a group of patients who got nothing. And, and so, you know, and so that, that, that's kind of how that worked. And it, I, think it's, I think that makes that quite interesting. The placebo uh, pills were identical uh, to the statin pills and, and were indistinguishable. Uh, I actually read an interview with uh, one of the lead authors, and he said that was actually the, the, the toughest part of the, the entire uh, trial was finding a uh, uh, a company that would actually produce uh, generic tablets that were identical. Apparently, in the UK, that is difficult to do. It's difficult in the United States as well. Um, but but uh, that, reading, I thought that was kind of interesting. So so what they then wanted to see was, you know, um, not only did patients who received placebo versus the 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 active drug, which one of them had muscle pain, but how did that compare to the patients who took nothing? 
and still marked, you know, what, what their muscle pain were, even though they didn't get anything. And doing all this, they were able to calculate something called the, no, the nocebo ratio. Um, and the no, nocebo ratio is basically just a, it's a simple calculation. And if you go to their, to the uh, uh, link that we have in, in the show notes, it, it actually will, it will be a link to the statistical analysis as well. And basically what it is, is it's just the symptom intensity on placebo minus the symptom intensity on no tablets. And that number on a scale of one to 100 is divided by the symptom intensity on statins minus the symptom intensity on no tablets. So all that's left really is the symptom intensity on placebo. So basically uh, that would be the nocebo effect because if these people were having symptoms and a, a level of symptom in intensity on essentially sugar pills. So in other words, that was, 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 you know, was the nocebo factor nocebo ratio, which I, I think was a very, a very elegant way to kind of, kind of figure this out. So like taking a look at the, at the, at the trial itself, uh, the patients uh, were on average over age 60, um, 83% of them were over age 60. 60, about half and half male, female. Uh, this was done in the UK, uh, so the vast majority were, were white. Um, the uh, average weight was 82 kilograms. BMI was 29. Most of these patients had tried at least one statin, though. Uh, if you take a look at at the 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 baseline data, um, a significant number of patients had tried multiple statins. In fact, um, at least uh, uh, over half of, of the trial cohort had tried two to three statins. So this wasn't someone who had just tried one and, and tried it off. This is people who had tried tried it, you know, before, tried several statins and never had a real benefit on that. So that was, that was kind of interesting as well. So then, what they what they basically found uh, in the study, which I, again I, I think is, is quite interesting, um, it, and it was a nocebo ratio of two point two. So and 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 what that what that kind of means in English is that the uh, a nocebo it kind of led to a nocebo ratio of of, of zero point nine, which means that of patients who had muscle symptoms. When they received either the statin tablets or the placebo tablets, 90% of that could be attributed to people on placebo tablets or the nocebo effect, basically. So the vast, vast majority of patients in this study, and again, it wasn't a gigantic study, so it only had 60 patients in it, but the vast minority of patients in this study, if they had muscle uh, issues, um, it was it was not when they were on the active therapy. It was when they were either on the the the, the placebo. They actually recorded uh, muscle pain uh, while they were on the placebo, or when they were taking nothing at all. And that I found that was very very interesting. And so they actually were I think pretty elegantly able to 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 show in this study that 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 a lot of the the, the muscle uh, pain that patients complain about when they initially start statins is from this nocebo effect now again i want to be clear you know especially for for the pharmacists out there that this does not mean that that it's all in their head you know and and, and the last thing you want to do to these patients is say well you know you know just buck up i mean this you know you're imagining this there really is at muscle symptoms as i said before the nocebo effect is it has it has been shown to have physiologic responses. So it isn't all in their head. It isn't that they're imagining things or things along those lines. No, their body is really telling them they're having muscle pain. 
But what studies have suggested with the nocebo effect is that if you can sit down and develop a rapport with the patient and actually sit down and talk to them about, okay, this is the reason we have you on the medication. This is why it's important. Here are some side effects you know, that may happen, but here's the chances that it'll happen. Here's what you can do if it'll happen, rather than, unfortunately, what I think a lot of us pharmacists do is you know, try to counsel patients, but we're filling 500 prescriptions a day, and the phone's ringing off the hook, and we're given 12,000 back vaccinations. And we basically say, do you have any questions? They say, no. We say, here's a little bag with the with the paper on it. That, of course, you know, lists many, many side effects. And 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 they say, and they read that or they, you know, hear from their cousin's friend that, oh, yeah, no, I couldn't take any of those drugs. I got terrible muscle pain or they got online and see that. And the nocebo effect, you know, takes hold basically. And these people say, oh, man, I'm, you know, just like my cousin's brother, you know, I'm getting muscle pain too. And, and that's really what they found in the study. Now, here's the second piece of the study that I thought was was very interesting. So then of of the patients that that um, uh, completed the study, half of those patients um, were able to restart statins after uh, they completed the trial and they were able to sit down and show them the results of the study. And again, I'm sure they did not say, see, this is all in your head. I, I don't think that's what happened. I think they tried to explain the nocebo effect and said, you know, you, you, you know, you, I, this is something that, that, that is important to be on. And if you understand the fact that this muscle pain, you know, is not damaging to you, it isn't harmful for you and will probably disappear as time goes on because it is, it is not a physiologic effect and, and, and you can work on this, they were able to find that that after the completion of the trial, half of the patients that that had started on statins successfully, you know, stayed on statins basically. And so they were able to to basically sit down and, and discuss with uh, these patients in depth what the nocebo effect was, why they were having symptoms. And they said, you know, look, we can't guarantee that, that you won't have symptoms from this. You might, and that's not all in your head. But uh, if you hang on with us, that pain will disappear over time, especially as you you understand that it isn't physiologically harmful. It's not going to cause long-term damage. And over time, it, it, it should abate. And that's exactly what they did. And, and so they sat down and had, had kind of a, a complex conversation with these patients and found exactly that, that half of them were actually able to, 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 to restart them. So a fascinating study. Um, you know, uh, these are difficult. As you might imagine, this this was going to be a difficult study to do, even in the best of circumstances. Um, and and it, you know, I because of this kind of end, it, because it was an end of one study, where again patients kind of got you know the these four these four pills in in sequence. You know, nothing and all that other stuff. It 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 does. You know, I, I'm not sure there had been a better way to do this study, especially given the small numbers they had. Um, to really figure out uh, the things they figured out. So while this is a small trial and while this wasn't really, you know, sponsored by a gigantic drug company or anything like that, I think it has important implications for, you know, pharmacists talking to, 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 to patients about statins. And, and, you know, I know we're super busy and I, I don't envy my, my community pharmacy colleagues a lot of the time, because I know they're literally running around with their heads chopped off and, you know, being asked to do more and more and more and more with less and less and less and less. And it's just, absolutely not fair and not right. Um, but I think when a patient comes to you and says, yeah, I just can't take this pill because I, you know, I had the muscle pains that was on the side of the uh, side of the pill. I think uh, having a, having this in the back of your head and, and even taking a few minutes and just saying, or even a minute and just saying, you know, I get that. But, you know, did you realize the study came out that suggested that about half of people 
uh, who who uh, have retried statins actually were able to retake it just fine. And and they and we realized that 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 some people think that that they're going to have a bad side effect, and that really kind of tricks their body into having that side effect. That's almost exactly what happens with the nocebo effect. And so you know if you know that ahead of time, if you know that yeah, and some people uh, this isn't this isn't a uh, this isn't a side effect that's going to cause damage to the body or long-term harm or anything along those lines. Uh, if you keep taking it, you know, you'll, you'll probably, it, it, the, uh, the effect should abate over time and you should be able to continue being on that, on that medication. And it's, it's at least worth a shot. And, and given what we know about the, the tremendous benefit of stance, especially in secondary prevention, I mean, they literally save lives. There's just no doubt about it. And, and so, uh, you know, in many, many cases, I'd say the overwhelming number of cases, you know, the benefit of being on a statin is going to outweigh the risk of being on a statin. And so, uh, you know, I think this, there's a whole slew of patients. Um, and my guess is many of the listeners to this podcast probably know a few, a few can, can picture them in their heads who, you know, wow. Yeah. You know, I, that, that guy tried statin for like a month and then he told me he could never be on it. He, and he made me put statins in the allergy field in the electronic medical record or the prescription software, cause he never wanted to be on one again, you know, but he also had a heart attack last year, or he also had a stroke two years ago, or he had, you know, cabbage surgery or something along those lines. And, you know, those are patients where statins are very well made, may, may save lives. And I think that's, that's something that, that we're going to have to think about as, as, as time goes on with, with this kind of study. Now, will we be able to use the, this information for other, other, you know, nocebo type effects? Maybe, you know, uh, I think the reason why statins were such an attractive, uh, selection for this was, I, I think that, that when they took a look at post-marketing studies with statins, it always seemed that patients who didn't tolerate them for muscle reasons, uh, all, uh, the, those percentages were far in excess of what they saw in clinical trial studies. And on clinical trial studies, most of the studies did not find this huge proportion of patients who stopped or dropped out of the, the, the uh, studies because they didn't tolerate them for muscle pain. And as the authors in, the, in this paper mentioned, one of the reasons for that is that um, uh, in every, almost every statin study that's ever been or probably ever will be, they always do a run-in period, right? They always have a one-month run-in period where people are all taking the medication. And that's a very nice way to select out patients who weren't going to stay in your study in the first place because they got side effects, right? So run-in periods do a very good job of, of basically excluding patients who weren't going to weren't going to go the distance in your trial because they had a side effect, right? And I'm not saying that that run-in run-in periods for studies aren't a good thing. I mean, there's especially for for metabolic type uh, uh, diseases like diabetes and and and, and dyslipidemia, they're 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 pretty common and, and and pretty reasonable. But that's always been one of the Achilles' heels of of run-in uh, periods for for randomized trials has been you kind of select out people who who are not going to tolerate the drug in the first place, right? And they, they fall out of the study and you never even see them again. So, you know, I think that's why statins were chosen here. And of course, they're cheap and they're beneficial. And and so there was just a lot of reasons why the study should be done with statins. And again, I think I think found in, in, in general that the nocebo effect when it comes to muscle pain, not again, rhabdo, not liver problems, anything along those lines, when it comes to muscle pain that many patients complain about is probably mostly due to the nocebo effect. They've read about it or heard about that it that that this is a potential side effect. And within a couple of doses, their body starts having that side effect. It isn't in their head. Their body starts having that side effect. And what this study shows is that if we can sit down and talk to patients, we can recapture a significant number of those patients. So something pretty interesting to, to, to think about, I think. So we'll wrap things up here in just a second. But first, a word from uh, CE Impact. Game Changers discusses clinical guidelines and pharmacotherapy trends that significantly impact practice. 
Game Changers is produced and accredited by CE Impact and hosted by Dr. Jeff Wall. New episodes are released each week and available for pharmacy continuing education credit to CE Impact subscribers. CE Impact subscription service brings you the CE you need on the topics that matter the most. Check out the link to sign up in the show notes. Use code PODCAST for a Pharmacy Podcast Network discount. One wonders if they named uh, the, the, the the study Samson because, you know, Samson was the strong man in the Bible with big muscles. I, 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 or maybe maybe it just it, it just worked out that that's what they were going to call it. Who knows? But uh, uh, whatever the case, this is a fascinating trial. I encourage, you know, all people who, who work with patients on stands, but particularly community pharmacists. It's, it's, a, it's a quick study. It's actually a letter to the editor type study. So it's not, a, you know, a 25 page, you know, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? If, even reading the supplementary appendix and the letter itself should take you no more than about five or 10 minutes. And I really encourage you to read through it and, and think about the nocebo effect in your practice and the patients that you have who could maybe be on statins again. And is this something that, that is worth discussing with them? So, well, that's it for this edition of Game Changers. Again, thank you once again for listening. Again, head over to, to where you uh, uh, listen to your podcast and get your podcast. Give us a big like, give us a big follow. And uh, again, head over to CE Impact uh, for, for some great CE as well. I'll see you next week. Until then, remember that time flies. I don't know where it's going, but the most important day is today. You take care.